Thank you for tuning into the 20 for 20 podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Christian. I'm Jackson. This is Eric. Jason. All right. We're here. Again, back for playoff more. Time. It's playoff time. Uh, but we got to talk about week 12 first, uh, the final week of the regular season for most intents and purposes. Um, I was pretty happy with my performance this week. I up myself in the, upset myself in the pick em. I picked Adam to win my matchup, and I ended up coming away uh, with the win 90-57. to 57. Jalen Hurts had a not great week. No one on his team actually had a great week, and... Hunter Renfro's big 17-point week uh, certainly helped things. And Matt Stafford looked to be back in good form. So I was personally pleased uh, with Week 12. Uh, but some others like Rafi might not be so pleased with the results from the week. Jackson, do you want to elaborate on what kind of shenanigans you and Blake just pulled to swipe the division from Rafi? So the reality is that uh, the start of the Sunday games, I was gleeful, I think you could say. Cordero Patterson had two first-quarter touchdowns. Brandon Cooks caught a touchdown in the first half. It looks like I was It looked like I was going to run away with it over Linnea. And Blake's team similarly performed very well in the noon games, um, at least in the first half of the new games. Then in the second half of the new games, things, didn't, things took a turn for the worse. Uh, Linnea had Damien Harris and uh, and uh, Jacoby Myers put up big second half performances for the Patriots. Uh, Rafi had Ronald Jones vulture a touchdown in the Buccaneers game, and then Rafi had Adam Thielen go and score twenty points. And it really looked like he was going to pull away. And irregardless of the result between Linnea and I, which he just needed either Linnea to beat me or for him to win, it looked like he was just going to secure it by himself. And so Blake went into Monday night needing Antonio Gibson to have his best game of the year. He needed to score 19 and a half or 20 points. And he ended up scoring 20.1. And it was, I mean, I don't think any real football fan or true pure football fan probably cared a whole lot about the game last night between Seattle and Washington. It was not an exciting game. It was quite boring, very defensive from that standpoint from fantasy. But Antonio Gibson had himself a game, and Blake beat Rafi. And so then it's Rafi's hopes of maintaining the division turned to Linnea beating me. And all Linnea needed was DK Metcalf to score 13 or 14 points, which was a pretty average score for him over the course of the season. And he didn't get a single catch until the last 30 seconds. And so, I mean, for those who are following those two matchups closely, which is probably only me, it was pretty uh, unexpected. It was incredibly exciting after the events of Sunday, but I will take it. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Jason, you had some excitement in your matchup this week going against RJ. Um mm. That was almost a what-the-heck-is-going-on-here moment. RJ came mm-hmm. within one point of you, a uh, team that's 2-10, and ten, had, frankly, one of his best weeks, uh, thanks to a big week from Kendrick Bourne, 20 points from him, um, but just couldn't get it done. Um, but someone that did get it done was Aditya. Aditya snuck into the playoffs on points for. Um, we kind of talked about last him last week didn't we and and who was going to get that final playoff spot did any of us pick adithia uh i think you chose adithia Darn. oh wait oh to, to get into the playoffs or in the pick right i did i well, well adithia lost this week right but to get in the playoffs i mean i think i had him that was two weeks ago because none of you showed up last week oh yeah that's right sorry two weeks ago my apologies but i think i think i think we did give adithia i think everyone most people gave adithia the nod over sam and michael just because of the points for um and sam got a win this week he he did everything he could he scored 102 points he just missed it by like 35 points in the end just absolutely tough um in other news mark <coughs> clinched his division over sydney um mark played played sydney sydney this past week and sydney's cam newton devonta freeman squad couldn't get it done yeah especially because nick if, chubb put up a big stinker if points. sydney starts either of his other quarterbacks this week he wins 
that. Which is the second straight week that he chose the only wrong possible quarterback. He's got a talent. He's got an eye for talent. Um, and he knows how to stay away from it. Uh, so Blake's got the the week 13 bye. Um, yep. Yep, the win. win. And is there anything else that we missed from week 12? Any other excitement um, that we're not going to uh, cover here in week 13? Uh, Jacob absolutely balled out. Put up a season high total. Eric needed him to either lose or for Eric to outscore Jacob by 21 points, which... I mean, Eric, I think you'd agree that was doable based off previous performances the last couple of weeks. And Eric did everything he possibly could. He went out and scored 105 points, did away with Tom, um, kind of cemented his top-tier status with that win. But Jacob, mainly behind Leonard Fournette, scoring 40 points. Obviously, that's not going to happen every week. Well, but... Daniel Carlson scoring 19 is also a bit... <laughs> the yeah, Dolphins I mean, defense it was pulling a 23. It was no, a bit week for sure. Yeah, sure. but I mean, the fact though that Jacob did that with Travis Kelsey and Kyler Murray on bye is kind of crazy to think about that he still put up 135 and the Dolphins Ooh. defense scoring 23. If you told me at the start of the week that I would I was the second highest scoring team I was going to be for week 12, I probably would have put myself in that divisional winner spot. Yeah, that's fair. No, just that's so fair. happens. Jacob's the number one scoring team. Yeah. And so the playoff bracket, bracket is set. Um, yes. And we're in week 13. So we can finally talk about this play-in tournament new this year um, and the double buy and the implications around that. Do we want to start right at the top, um, going through every matchup, how we do on a usual week, or is there a certain order we should go through the, these playoffs? Um Maybe uh, I just... believe there's there's only four matchups. Yeah. So, um, yes. So let's the people that got the double buy are are Jacob and Jason and Mark and ja- Jackson. You got the double buy too. So uh, that leaves the matchups this week starting with Linnea and Adam. Linnea was four and eight. Adam also four and eight. The six and seven seed um, going head to head, and it is predicted to be a close one on NFL predictions, but that uh, doesn't Adam mean much usually. is absolutely decimated by buys this week. Both Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown are on bye, which not the position you want to be in. It looks like he's going to be throwing out James Washington and Deontay Harris at wide receiver this week in a playoff game, uh, which you can't feel great about. No, not, especially when you're going against DK Metcalf and Michael Gallup. Uh, but that being said, the Seahawks have not been good at all. So that is um, possibly worrying. Uh, but uh, I don't think Linnea should be should be too rattled. Uh, if Jalen Hurts puts up a big stinker of a week like he did last week, uh, Adam is going to have a short season. But I think Linnea is going to come out of this one personally. Um, yeah, I, I would tend to agree as well. I don't. I think that Adam has his work cut for. He would need a, a marquee game from Jalen Hurts, and he would need Josh Allen to not play well. That's kind of been both teams' competitive advantage in the course of the season. Yeah, and Nick Sirianni revealed um, uh, Monday that uh, Jalen Hurts is dealing with left ankle soreness. Um, and he wouldn't necessarily commit to Jalen Hurts even playing, which for Hurts' fantasy value, his legs are really all that there is. Uh, Even if Adam can pull off an upset um, with A.J. Brown on IR now, I think that um, that'll be a short stay in the playoffs for him. Yeah. Eric, do you also feel the same way? I think Linnea's got this one. Eric? Sorry, I'm filling out my bracket real quick. Sorry, what's going on? I'm I'm knee-deep. We're talking about the bracket. Uh, Linnea v. Adam, who do you think is going to win? Oh, I have Adam in this one. Why? Well, I I understand the the hurts, I guess, the injury, but when you look at the two teams, I mean, like, it's just, it's tough when you have someone of, like, such a bland team 
besides the quarterback position, I understand that's probably going to be the biggest difference. But when you have someone like DK Metcalf as your starting wide receiver, you've seen how bad that um, Russell Wilson has been playing recently. Um, as it's just not good. To, to who on the other team is a better wide receiver than DK Metcalf? Oh shoot! I didn't even notice. Yeah, we got bye weeks, don't we? Yeah, we just we just broke we down did, the whole matchup. Yeah, right. <laughs> talked about all the bye weeks that Adam has. Well, yeah, all right. Complete honesty, dude. It's <laughs> taking me forever to do this playoff bracket because you have to. <laughs> the highest seed always plays the lowest seed. As, but like as the NFL playoffs does. I know. I, I'm not saying it is, but when you look at like when you look at Jason's bracket, he filled it out completely wrong. I don't um, care. But. Um, well, actually, Jason just has the highest seed advancing in every single exactly. matchup. So I was in there in the bracket, like, seeing, like, okay, if this guy advances, like, they play the next bye week, is it the three or four seed? So I'm going to take the L on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Linnea now. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. That's a pick em sweep for Linnea then. Um, but I, I, I have my bracket done now, so oh. I will be paying attention. Congratulations Great. to Eric. Okay, all right. In the next matchup we're going to talk Jason, about is... Jason, you just chose the highest seed to win every game except for one of these yeah, playing Yeah, give me games. a break. It's such a boring bracket. What hey. is this? Anyway, what can I say? we got the eighth seed... Well, overall, eight, eighth-ranked team versus the 16th-ranked team, or the fifth seed versus the eighth seed, in this case, myself versus Trevor. Um, I'm picking myself to win this one because I'm not starting Tyler Huntley at quarterback. I think that's pretty much enough said. <laughs> I... Trevor's only shot is to get Jared Goff, and I'm going to say that because I don't think he listens to this before mm-hmm. Thursday. Um, but if he if he doesn't get Jared Goff, his season's over, right? I, I don't think he checks his team in general. That's my bold No, prediction. no, because I think he keeps, check- he keeps checking it on Friday or Saturday and then going to the waiver wire, which, like, in a normal league, would, would right. work if you don't have a quarterback. The issue and, is, like... There's so and, much competition for quarterbacks that... Yeah, and I'm not saying that he like hasn't checked his team. I'm saying that he won't check his team this week. Um, why is Daryl Henderson on your bench? Um, why is Cortland... Oh, he knew he would get bench? injured last week. That was That's true. Yeah. That was strategic. Yeah, this this is Christian's matchup. Christian uh, got highway robbery with a bye week here. I mean, I, I, hypothetically, okay, I felt like I played good enough at the start of the season to earn this basic, basically buy, you could call it, going into oh, the you playoffs. You finally stopped the, the, what was it, a five-game skid? Yeah, I, as soon as Derrick Henry left the team, that leadership, was it was a big power vacuum in the locker room. Yeah, talk about who, who has stepped up. Who has stepped up? Tony Pollard and has stepped up, but really, Jalen Waddell? Jalen Waddle, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayuk. That is who has stepped up. <laughs> uh, the other names I listed prior, those are all B-tier uh, B leaders. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, S-tier leader, showing his, his true capability, playing in a pretty stagnant offense, but getting getting targets, getting catches. He's, he's turning into uh, – well, he has always been a good player, but – He's now showing and being utilized properly in that Shanahan system. I feel like going forward, he'll be right up there with in the yard totals with Debo. I guess I was just a year off. But that is who's been stepping up. Matt Stafford having a rebound has definitely helped the team's morale. Um, because when he was – basically his entire slide was our slide. I, I don't think we had, we had a single week where um, – Maybe he made the first week after Derrick Henry got hurt. He had an okay week, and we lost. But, but man, the, the results that are on the real field were reflected in fantasy football. Um, yeah, you stopped a four-game skid, uh, in which time Stafford, yeah, he scored 24 and then put up 13-9 and then a bye week. Yeah. So That was, yeah. That was tough. Luckily, Heineke was, was okay. I actually feel pretty comfortable with Heineke going forward here, but – I got myself in the matchup. Does anyone have Trevor? Anyone think? I can't get this uh, I'm also just seeing now that Delvin Cook is Trevor's other running. I mean, there's a possibility. If Cook and Henderson don't play, that Trevor scores the fewest points ever in a playoff game. I, I think just, that there's a chance Trevor scores, like, less, like the lowest points ever in a 
game. He so could score I, like 15. I was entering the data from uh, like all the like years past, and I'm trying to find like the lowest scoring game ever. And I think I may have found it. I'm not fully through everyone's matchups yet, but it was from like a 2017 or 2018 matchup that I believe Adithia won like 35 to 32 is the lowest scoring <laughs> win ever. As far as points scored in a game, I believe it's around the 20 or 21 mark in a week. Yeah, he might not hit 20. It's possible. It is possible. Well, we will see. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, we have Noodle v. Hunter. Noodle v. Hunter. There it is. Apologize for the uns- uncertainty in my voice. Uh, but this is, a, this is one that you actually can do a little analysis on. We have full rosters here. N- neither team looks like they're in... Um, in position to score the lowest amount of points in league history uh, this week. Eric, who do you got in Hunter v. Noodle? Over this one, I have Hunter. Um, I don't... I There's been this weird Zeke injury. I don't really know if it is an injury. Where I think last week it was like Pollard was supposed to have more touches. Um, I don't... I don't really know too much about what's going on with Zeke. I haven't been following too much about him, but it it definitely was like a huge Pollard night last night. I don't. I think there was reports going on that it's, that's going to stay um, as it is right now. I don't know what this NFL like Zeke article is like. He expects Zeke to handle a serious load of opportunities against the Saints. When I'm pretty sure I've seen reports in the past that Pollard was going to get more carries because Zeke has this weird injury. But uh, regardless of that, you have DeAndre Swift, who probably isn't going to play this week. And then you have Hunter, who has Eckler, who's been pretty outstanding um, the past couple of weeks. James Robinson had a pretty decent week last week as well, both of them having over 100 rushing yards. You have Noodle with two, I guess we'll call it uh, half a running back, we'll say. Maybe a full running back out of what his starting roster is going to be. Um, compared to Hunter, who has like a fully healthy team. If Gronk plays um, like he did last week, um, it's a little bit of a different story because Gronk is he had a vintage week last week. He actually had a pretty funny tweet about uh, his vintage performances from now on. But um, I don't know. I- I'll take the guy who has arguably one of the, the second-ranked running back that's healthy compared to uh, Zeke, who seems to be on a downward trend right now. Uh, do you feel the same way about this matchup, Jason? Yeah, um, I think that um, Noodle's running back situation is pretty tough. Um, I, I think uh, Noodle definitely has the advantage at quarterback, but there aren't too many other advantages for uh, Noodle, at least clear enough to put him over the hump of what could be a tough week um, if Swift is ultimately held out. Yeah, I th- think i feel the same way i'm going with uh i'm going with hunter on this one but he does need a he does need a decent week out of tua i that is the one caveat there i trust kirk to get, have a solid week against detroit um maybe not great but i don't think his floor is too low going against a divisional opponent um whereas Tua is going against the giants i don't really know that anything could happen in that game and I wouldn't be too shocked. Um, so, Jackson? I personally prefer Noodle in this matchup. I, first, I want to say that I think, aside from Christian, your team, I think the two best teams playing in the playing tournament are Noodle and Hunter. Uh, so it'll be fun to see. I think this will probably be the highest scoring affair between the two, which I guess it makes sense. It is the 11th and 12th team uh, facing off here in this playing game i i like noodles team and i think if noodle can get past hunter i think he makes a deep run just because of his depth i understand the concerns about swift i sounds like he probably won't play this week but he's got gaskin in his flex so how many teams can 
turn to their flex position and say, yeah, that guy can just go into a running back slot. And then he has a couple. It's really going to come down to can Noodle choose the right option at flex between Burita, Tyler Boyd, and Rondell Moore? Because the reality is one of them will probably score 10 or 11 points and be serviceable. Right. Uh, and I think that's one spot where he could really jump ahead of Hunter uh, with Jeff Wilson. I agree. I think Gronkowski needs to have another vintage. He needs probably he probably needs like a 550 and a touchdown line for him to win. But I mean, Tom kind of bailed out, perhaps you could say I'm gonna say it just because he has Chuba. Oh wait, this isn't Tom, this is Hunter's team. Yeah, never mind. Uh does Cooper play this week? Or no, he's out because he um this is actually news is that Amari Cooper was supposed to return this week from the COVID list, but it sounds like he'll be out another game because he's dealing with uh, long-term symptoms of COVID, which is interesting. Ooh. Yes. Well, uh, hopefully he's all right. So th- yeah. So the pick'em split then. Um, yes, I believe I am. Am I the only one with Noodle winning? I believe so. Okay. Well, Jason, you... You had uh, Hunter, correct? I think he did. Okay. Yep. All right. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Well, now I can. Uh, uh, The last matchup we have to talk about that's going to matter for the playoff bracket this week is Tom versus Adithia. Um, I I mean, this one has some interesting elements. I'm not sure if it's as interesting as the one we just talked about with Noodle and Hunter. Um, but George Kittle is, uh, I, I don't know. I guess tough to predict this year more, more so than usual. Um, he just, he can't seem to stay consistently healthy and he wasn't on the field much last week. Uh, so, oh boy, I, I think I, w- I would go with Adithia like right out of the gate here. Looking at quarterbacks, Mac Jones against Buffalo. Um, I would still take over Big Ben versus Baltimore um, just because of how those offenses are clicking and how the defenses are performing on both teams. Um, but we get into the running backs, and ooh. Is Alvin Kamara going to play, you guys? That's a big question. I believe he is supposed yes. to. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Which that's what I was talking about, that Tom gets Chuba Hubbard and Alvin Kamara. And I think that I mean that completes his team. Mm-hmm. Which Hubbard's on by. Yeah, if ah, Hubbard's on so by. So we have to make it through this week. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that that does throw a wrench in it. I don't really trust anyone over on Adithia's team other than maybe Devonta Smith uh, to get points here. I think I'm gonna have to go with Tom. I I don't like it, but I think I go with Tom. I trust Pittman and Kittle. To have just good enough weeks, I think this is gonna be low scoring, maybe seventy to sixty-five, something like that. Eric, what are your thoughts on this matchup, Tom or Adithia? What's got your eye in your bracket? Yeah, I'm going Tom on this one. I the quarterback comparison I think is a lot tougher than. I mean, it's both divisional matchups is the tough part. Um, Mac Jones against the Bills is gonna be tough, um, and you gotta think. It's his first time playing against the Bills, too. I mean, yeah, it's the first time against the Bills. It's in, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's in New York, but, like, if we're being honest, that's not too far away. Big Ben versus Baltimore, if it's anything like the freaking, uh, the, what was it? Was it the Browns? Was it the Browns-Baltimore game that we watched, that we had to watch this Sunday, Sunday night? night? Yeah. That yeah, was a close game. It, it got kind of fun at the end, but that was hard to watch at the beginning. Um, like that quarterback comparison's not that big. If you throw in Kamara in for that RB one spot, I think you have a pretty good matchup for Tom on this one. Um, Latavius Murray's been pretty shaky. He's got to go go against Pittsburgh. David Montgomery, the I don't know the the Bears. I don't know what to think about the Suck. Bears. They they they're not a high scoring team. They're not gonna, even if they're playing the Lions. It's still it's. No, they're not even playing the Lions. What am I thinking? They're playing Arizona. That's not going to be a positive game script. Um, I don't know. You have the Donovan Peoples-Jones by, which you can fill in with 
Corey Davis, which is actually pretty fair. Adithia doesn't have a tight end. We'll have to pick one up. We'll also have to pick up the defense. I don't know. I like the overall game script here for Tom. Jackson? Wide receivers are all right. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I favor Tom in this one as well. Uh, I think just depth of his team is what it comes down to at this point, is that Tom's able to fill the buys. Adithia, I what are you going to find on the waiver wire for tight ends? I guess is what it comes down to for me. Like there's just, there's just these key positions. Latavius Murray is not the player. I sure I've no one else picks him up. I mean, Jack Doyle, you can take as a dart throw, but I mean, Adithia is going to need, is he starting Mac Jones? Do you think, or Justin Fields? I mean, even that's a question where he needs to make all of the right calls uh, when it comes to these wide receivers and running backs, like do you start Cedric Wilson if Amari Cooper is out, which he's questionable to begin with. But uh, I, I just feel like Tom's the top, bottom half of Tom's lineup will be what wins it for him. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, um, I think that um, here. Let me pull this back up. But yeah, even with um, Juba Hubbard on by. I think getting Kamara back um, probably will be really big for Tom. Um, I, I do think that Adithia has one of the strongest running back tandems in the league with Latavius Murray <laughs> and David Montgomery. Whoever let that slip by was really uh, you mean really oh, you mean the number fifty-seven trouble. and number thirty-eight running backs on the year. Yeah, those are the ones. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think that... Absolutely disgusting. Uh, I, I just like Tom's chances this week. Okay. Adithia does have four top 100 running backs in the league. This is true. <laughs> oh, that's an edge, if I've ever yeah. had one. Uh, so then it's Tom. So the winners from this from this week, the victors, uh, according to the Pick'em, would be Linnea, myself, Hunter, and Tom advancing to play uh hunter would advance to play against sydney um in week 14 tom would advance to play against eric uh, no no no, no. oh flipped. it's flipped uh, oh you're right voice plays the highest yeah. seed so sydney plays tom eric would play hunter yeah. see i need to think yes and then linnea would play rafi and christian would play blake oh and the the only scenario where that doesn't happen would be where um, the eight seed would win. So if the eight seed wins, then it, it flips the matchups. Four and six. Got it. Wait, no, no, no. you said wait. Repeat said, that again. Wait, so Blake? No, sorry. Rafi would play Linnea, and Blake would play Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way that those matchups get flipped is if the eighth seed wins, because right. then oh. the eighth seed would would flip to the highest seed remaining. Oh, dang it! I got that part wrong. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I had that wrong in my bracket. Oh yeah, Rafi plays Linnea, right? Yep. Okay. I think so because Rafi's three six. Yes. Four, yeah. Five. Yep. Yeah. Three, six four five. Yep. You'd be correct. Yeah. And so do we, I think we all, do we all just walk through our brackets, what we've got past yeah, that this point? It's what? If he plays. It's like, well, I mean, Jason just has all of the favorite teams <laughs> winning throughout the entire thing, except for Mark beating Jacob in the conference championship, right? Mm-hmm. That's what can I then, say? I'm a man of principle. Oh my gosh. So, Jason, you and I actually, I mean, I don't want to spoil it. I, I won't say anything yet. I'll let Christian fill, finish filling out his bracket here. But, Jason, uh, can you please stop? Yeah, Jason. Jason is just playing shenanigans here, playing <laughs> <laughs> up his team. Eric and Jason have, oh, they don't have the same same championship. Oh, yeah, I, I would never have uh, Eric in a championship game. I don't have him within 50 feet of a championship game. Oh, wait, that that is another thing, is that Jason has Eric losing. Doesn't specify to whom <laughs> in the first round. She just has Eric not advancing, so 
sure that's that's <laughs> is that even possible for this to work out the way it does who cares it I'm actually is it's not lose. possible you you can't have you can't have tom and sydney advancing out of the next round that's all right i'll find i'll find something next week to fix it <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I think I have my finish now. Yes. All right. Yeah. Me Jason. So, we all have, it looks like, in the perspective, Rafi versus Linnea matchup. We all chose Rafi. In the perspective, Blake versus Christian matchup, it appears we are split, as in the three of you chose Blake and I chose Christian. Is well. What's the timetable for Derrick Henry coming back? He's not coming back, right? Nah, not till like the NFL playoffs. Yeah, so I may switch this next week, um, depending on what the match is like. Can you? I mean, we can make picks next week, but like you can't switch your bracket because like, well, I guess if you have the teams there, you should be able to, right? Like as long as the teams are still alive. Yeah, if it's the same team going forward. Yeah, it's the same matchup. You could switch things out. That's fair. I feel like I can. Okay. I feel like this is just kind of like a a, a weirdly yeah. formatted pick'em. That's how I'm treating it, at least. That's fair. Well, if, if you remember the NFL one too, it was weird because like you could. There were times where after the first round, you would just get double like wrong picks. After right. the first, right? Yeah. Yeah. You penalized that way. You yeah. figured that one out pretty quickly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, it's up to us. I it guess. Certainly However, decent, we want to do it. it certainly, if, you, if you do it, if you don't do it this way, it certainly decentivizes picking offsides. Because like one upset, so like in my bracket right now, I, well, I won't spoil it. Yet. I won't spoil it. Yet. But uh, it's still on the on the conference one side. Uh, Eric has Jason facing me. Then so I would beat Rafi. Blake would beat Jason. I'm sorry, Jason would beat Blake. Jason has himself beating Blake, but then Rafi beating me. I have Rafi beating me, Jason beating Christian, and Christian has not quite gotten there yet. Uh, so, Eric, why do you think I beat Rafi in week in week fifteen? I mean, you your team has kind of come alive as of recent weeks. I would even without McCaffrey. I mean, the McCaffrey blow is, is tough, but I feel like you've gotten through it enough for like this these past weeks with like Cordero Patterson as like that star running back. And it's not like, I mean, it'd be nice to have McCaffrey, but was he doing that much better when he came back from injury? I mean, yeah, actually, he, he had one twenty-six point game and then he got injured again. Right. I mean, you, you fill the holes with Cordero Patterson, Josh Jacobs. I don't think like he had a really good week last week. Um, mm-hmm. So like there's definitely that. And like, I feel like with Tom Brady smelling that, scent of blood that the MVP race is wide open might spark a little extra. I mean, and you have him and Mike Evans and it's kind of, I think people don't always put respect on Mike Evans and um, Chris Godwin sometimes just because they, I don't know, they're on the Buccaneers and they compete with targets, but I mean, both of them are very good wide receivers. So like, I don't know. I think Mike Evans should get a little more credit in there. I mean, just overall solid team too. I mean, any team that has CeeDee Lamb in the flex is a pretty good chance at going far. Fair enough. Jason, what makes you favor Rafi then as a result? Um, yeah, for me, it was basically just the McCaffrey stuff. Uh, you definitely have the running back depth to, uh, to back him up. Um, but I don't know. Part of it is the McCaffrey news. And part of it is just Rafi just has that December magic, and uh, that's true. That is on uh, Wednesday, he's had the just three of the last December. four, three of the last five championships, four of the last five semifinals. Yeah, and like, yeah. will he beat me? No, but no. I know. mean, and also Rafi's team put up. I guess the reason I went with Rafi is his team put up ninety points this week without Mahomes, James Conner, or DeAndre Hopkins. So mm-hmm. I guess my best shot is that Chase Edmonds comes back, I guess, week 15, and they takes away some of those carries, I suppose. That's all you can really hope for. But, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, let's see, Christian also has Rafi beating me. So it looks like our consensus conference championship is Jason versus Rafi. Um, <clears throat> Eric has Jason winning it. I have Jason winning it. 
Christian has Jason winning it, and Jason has Jason winning that conference. So then moving on over to conference two, uh, it looks like Eric has himself winning and then going all the way to the final. Uh, he's got Sydney on the lower half of that bracket. So a couple of upsets, neither division winner advances past their respective bye. Uh, and then we'll get to that in a minute. Jason has Jacob uh, beating Sydney and Mark beating Tom. So again, you have the two division winners this time advancing and then Mark making it to the conference champion or making it out of the conference championship to the final. Uh, I have a bit of an upset pick. I have Noodle running it all the way to the semifinal and then falling to the hands of Mark. So Noodle upsetting Eric and Jacob in this one. I think he can do it. He is a top eight team in scoring. Let me double check that really quick. I'm curious, why do you guys, I mean, I don't know. Like I look at it, I look at the total points for, and Eric is the, or not Eric, Noodle is the number six team in scoring. So I think there's a chance here for him to make a run. Uh, Christian, meanwhile, has Hunter upsetting Eric. So Jason, Christian, and I, probably no surprise here, but we all have Eric getting upset in the very first round that he plays <laughs> in. Uh, and then Christian has Jacob making it versus Mark. And so uh, we actually have Eric is the only one choosing himself. And then we have Mark as the other three in the championship. So actually our consensus final is Jason versus Mark. And then... I don't know, maybe for fun, Christian, do you want to explain why you have Mark winning this one with the upset? Why I have Mark winning? Uh, against Jason. Against Jason? Um, yeah. Well, look. Just don't I, want to take the Here's the what I'll say. No, no, well, here's what I'll say, okay? I mean, that's what there I, was I that chose year Mark is- with, with Tom Brady and the Pats. You know, they, they go so far. They got the perfect team. And then they play Eli Manning. And I, I just think Mark is the is the Eli Manning to to Jason here. I think like I think Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> I don't know. I the receivers really. That's what it is yeah. for me. There's only one way to kill that monstrous roster, and that's gonna be some explosive receivers. Mark's the only one with the potential to do it, in my opinion. I mean, Mark so Mark is the only team that could theoretically have three 30-point wide receivers. Right. And that's where I think, what a show that would be. There's history here, too. Mark did this to Sydney in the first-ever championship. Sydney had made kind of that sketchy dealing with Cullen at the start of the year where they dropped players and picked them up in cross-league trades. And Sydney went into the championship as the one seed, had kind of dominated in the playoffs. And then Mark... Mark upset him, and I think that's what happens, a similar situation here, albeit Jason did not have quite the same illicit trade deals that got him to this point, but he still is a super team. Like, Jason's team is a super team, and I I, I just can't see that winning. It just, historically, that number one seed does not do well in this league. So, mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though. My team stunk this last week. I- I'll go out on a limb and say it. And we still put up the fourth highest scoring total in the league. Like we stunk. It, it was it was a low scoring week. That was a rock bottom for my team. Yeah, I, I don't know if if anyone can beat me. It's definitely Mark um, with uh, with his just absolutely incredible wide receiver core. Um, but Debo Samuel will be back within one to two weeks, um, and. In that case, I have the uh, number two and number six receivers to match up against um, Mark's number one and number five. But then pair that with my running backs when I have the number one and number five running backs. Um, I don't it know. really I, does raise the question, like, if Mark wins it all this year, mm-hmm. does everyone just go no running back? Next, like, I mean, like, what what's to say that, like, taking wide receivers in the first three rounds isn't the strategy to follow? True. Well, I don't. He got fairly lucky with the Cooper Cup pick. With right? Cooper Cup, sure. So you have to hit on one later wide receiver I mean, breakout. Right. And yeah. It's easier said than done. I, like I every know, year. I don't know. The only one that I remember being taken is Cooper Cup and then Jamar Chase. And both of those guys were big hits in the third round. So third yeah. round wide receivers I, are where it's at. I think that this uh mark run is really a lesson that we need fab mark has gotten some kind of garbage no, jason, jason, I, no, jason you can year. say that 
Except you have Tevin Coleman on your roster. And yeah. I and also like the argument that we need Fab. It's not like Mark was a terrible team. I don't think let's. I'll, I'll you can keep talking, but I'm I picked up Tevin just... Coleman out of free agency. He went through and through waivers unclaimed. Yeah, I know that it's yeah. so different with Mark. Right. Well, he got um, who's you what? Uh, Jeremy McNichols and uh. No, he picked him up after I cut McNichols. McNichols never went through. I mean, he went through like a Friday waivers. Oh, I maybe I was thinking Deontay Foreman. Sure. Yeah, I think that was but, it. I mean, yeah, I mean, to be fair, Mark was three and five at one point, but I don't think, he, I mean, he hasn't won any of his games that he's won solely because of the players he picked up on by. Or off of waivers. He scored 103, 138, and 120. So. But, uh, Eric, sorry, I wanted to cut over to you then. So you have yourself beating Jason in the championship. Um, is this just confidence in your own team? Oh. Or just a, a fantasy? You all have me losing in round one. <laughs> like, yeah. I want you to realize, like, I'm going to have Alexander Madison as the starting running back for the Vikings in week 14. And every week he's done, the two weeks he's done that, he's scored 20 points. Cool. Like, I, okay. So, like, that's a guaranteed 20 points right there. I mean, you, so you're going to score, like, 85. I don't know. Well, did you see, like, Javante Williams had one his best week last week. Stephon Diggs is hitting his stride. He's the number six wide receiver. He's that he's starting to turn into that round, like, that first round wide receiver. And probably the biggest sleeper of them all has been Darnell Mooney the past two weeks, that he, past three weeks that he's played. Like, he's a top 25 wide receiver right now. Um, he put up 120 yards back to back weeks. It doesn't matter who his quarterback is, if it's any Dalton or Justin Fields, and then Dawson Knox, like you, you two touchdown week last week against um, against New Orleans. Like he, he's going to get relevant. But yeah, no, Dawson we've Knox seen Dawson Knox have multiple touchdown weeks before too. I bet he that just happens with him. It seems like there's games he's open and he gets hit like ten times. And there's games that they just never find him. I, I, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just tough. Before his injury, kept scoring more and more points, got injured, came back first week, wasn't really looked at too much, but it was also a blowout week, so but whatever. But then, like, the past two weeks, 80 yards, and then the week he, like, I, I'd say a full-strength week. And then last week, two touchdowns. Like, you can't just say, like, oh, he's, they just don't find him. They find him. Like they, him and Diggs are are going to be there. I I I don't think you have a bad team, Eric. The reality though is that you're twelfth in scoring, and I think you honestly get unlucky with how this draw worked out. Because assuming Tom wins, you draw Noodle or Hunter, who are the sixth and seventh scoring team in the league. Right. So even if no, like even let's say you score twenty points above your average, I mean, I I think that just puts you in a competitive game with either of them. But, like, you're going off of scoring, but, like, you got to realize for most of the week, I, most of the past couple of weeks, I've been without Russell, I've been without CEH, and I've been out with Dawson. I haven't had Dawson Knox. And, like, I have all of them back now. I know, but like Russell, before any of those injuries yeah. happened, <laughs> like, Russell's in a worse situation than ever over in Seattle. Russell and... Wilson put up 20. I was the second highest scoring team last week. <laughs> the only Look, like I understand, over uh, like over aggregate of the season, it's been rough. But like before that Ceh injury, probably most notably, like when you look at like week, like okay, week one was bad. Week two, ninety eight points. Week three, one hundred and five. Week four, one hundred and nine. And then week five, one hundred and fifteen. Like those are high scoring points. Like the, I'm doing good in those weeks. And you have like the Ceh injury week, I still put up ninety. Then, like, week seven, then I start getting into, like, yeah, I have to put in Derek Carr instead of Russell Wilson. Week eight, yeah, I, I have injuries going on. But, like, the past two weeks when I've had a fully healthy team, 93 points. Last uh, week 12, 105 points. Like, I, I understand, like, the concerns in the middle of the season, but my team is fully healthy now. And I have Alexander Madison week 14 as a starting running back. I'm having, like, Clyde in my flex. I don't know too many teams in the playoffs who would have <laughs> – Clyde Edwards Alaire in their flex position. It's Me. just it's just it's hard to trust your team, Eric, when you uh, you, you had hundred and twenty fewer points against 
than the I, next that, closest team. Which, fair. which, 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 to be fair, is Jacob. And I really don't have a lot of confidence in Jacob's team either, because the reality is, like at the end of the line, unless you keep getting lucky like this, I mean, that's a that's fewer points against than there were in like regular standard scoring years. Like, so like I, the team with the mo- fewest points against a regular standard scoring year still had more than what you've had. And I'm not saying that's your fault. I don't. I, I know we give you a hard time. That's obviously not your fault. But it's just hard to have confidence in a team that has played a weak sauce schedule. Honestly, you got like, there was no arguments with my week one. There was arguments with my scoring, but there were no arguments with my scoring and my performances until like week eight. I feel like you guys drove that like or week seven, I should say. Yeah, because we because we had, we we understood that on a four week anomaly that like you can't just rail on someone for their points against, especially when that first week was twenty two, right? So like, let's say you have like an average like an average bad score would be like fifty, and so you get thirty more points, and so that keeps you somewhat close. But on aggregate, I mean, this has been an entire season's worth of data, and it's still absurd how few points were scored against you. I, that's fair. Just, I think in the middle weeks when my team was not healthy and I won, then yes, I, I can understand. But I feel like I, your, you your record is more indicative of like a six and six or seven and five team. So having you lose to a, another six and six or five and seven team, I don't think is out of the question. I mean, yes, I understand. But my team is completely healthy now. There's no injuries at this point. Like I can, I'm scoring. Right, but, that, but you're implying then that no one else has had injuries, or no one, I, anyone else. I'm not has saying injuries. no one else has had injuries. Well, no, I'm but just, like, have, well, it like I play teams that have bad weeks, like while I had injuries, and I. Or was still it because that they that. had injuries and in bye weeks that they played bad? Like Christian had Derek. Like if Derek Henry comes back, yes, I agree. Eric Christian's team is better, but to just be like my team is healthy, therefore I am going to win, is kind of a false. False I'm not saying that team is healthy, therefore I'm saying my team is like my team when healthy scores usually north of 95 points, and I think <laughs> some like 70 point week out of me, like which is not going to happen. My team when healthy scores north of 95 points isn't the brag that you think it is. <laughs> well, also you're one, you're one week out. Also, I mean, you 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 might not have a healthy team. Anything could happen this <laughs> next week of football. Your players are I mean, still going to play. I mean, you have someone like Jason with Debo who's coming off an injury. Like, I would be more scared of that than having a team that has no trace. Okay, like, but like, like, Debo isn't back, instrumental to Jason's like, team at all. Like he's, yeah, like a, he is. he's a cherry on top. I mean, is he though? What do you mean? Is he though? I can realist place DJ Moore or T Higgins. Both of them are okay. really strong receivers. Yeah, they're they strong receivers, but they aren't. What? what what's? What's Debo's rank? I mean, what is he's number so two. Like, to give you some he's context two. though, number it, two wide receiver. You want to tell me is not an integral part of the team? <laughs> he's out one to two weeks. I have a double buy. It's yeah, that is factor. fair. That is I know. Fair. I, Saying like you, I okay. I'm saying like I would rather have my team that has no injuries as of right now than a team that has lingering injuries. Like you Wait. have a groin injury, one to two weeks. Like that's not something you want to hear going into the playoffs. I, I Hold on, you'd rather have your team than my team. Jason, there's a reason. Why, I mean, there's a reason why I think I can beat you. I have myself in this in the championship playing you and winning. All right, you've got an official here. I will bet you five dollars that I make it farther in the playoffs than you. You say five dollars is hysterical. I'm sorry. (laughs) How about ten? I'm no. Okay. No. That's all I gotta say. That's my rank. In (laughs) comparison, though, like Noodles' team, like in his losses, teams have put up 120 points against him. 123, 130, 105, and 140. Like, Noodle's losing games where, like, the other team just goes completely off. And I think, like, that type of scoring, so to say that your team, when healthy, scores 95, like, that's not going to be enough. Like, your team needs to show they can score 120 points in a given week, which I don't believe it has. DeAndre Swift and has Zeke on, like, reduced carries. I don't need to score 95. I can score 80. 
I mean, right. yeah. which is why I have I so mean, much confidence to... in your team that you think you can win with 80 points. And I'm not. I'm that's insane. exactly what you just said. North no. of 95 points. I mean, like I have about. I I personally think I have as good of a shot as Eric does in these playoffs. Even oh, I, if I run into Jason early, I run into Jason early, and if I make it past Jason, it'll probably mean Zeke is out. Tony Pollard is starting. Um, and David Johnson's yeah. a bell cow or something. I, but either way, I feel like I have almost as good a shot. Any given week, my receivers have shown they can pop off to put up 20-point weeks. So I, yeah. you know, run for I feel, I feel like, yeah, I, Jason, Jason is the Patriots in the, these playoffs. Absolutely. And that, like, mm-hmm. Rafi and I, I think, Rafi sure. and I both have it. Like Rafi and I, I think Jason, would you say Rafi and I have the best shot to beat you in our conference? But because of the way seeding so. works out, we're forced to play each other in the second round. So really, you only have to ever face one of us. There is no scenario where you would have to face us both. And so you get a weaker team in the quarterfinals, and then all you have to do is beat one of us, and you're in the championship, which oh, is what yeah, the Patriots absolutely. did for years as the one seed. All they had was one real game to get to the Super Bowl. Right. And and let me let me preface. This isn't saying that the other teams in my conference are not good. There are some very, very, very good teams in my yeah. conference. Hey, Jason, um, your team is broken. Like exactly. we, I think we need to preface that. Is that right. like Eric, I understand like you we all want to think like I like it's I his want to think to lose. I want to think mm-hmm. that Mark can beat Jason, but when I look at Jason's points for totals, like your highest points for Eric in a week was like early in the season, 115 points. Jason has surpassed 150 15 points seven times this season. Mm-hmm. My team had its worst week by far this week. Still put up 93 points. Well, and here's another mm-hmm. question. I I think this is an interesting uh, thought because Debo was out for two games. He cannot get re-injured for a longer period. And with the double by, <laughs> Jason gets him back at the perfect time. So it's basically like Debo is sitting, waiting for Jason's team to play a playoff game. Um, and I almost think that's, that's better. Take. That is the best take. I Let's almost see. think that's better because if your players, Jason, your full roster, you know, your guys are out on the field scoring points. And for you, that does nothing. But it's just wear and tear on mm-hmm. their bodies. And putting them in dangerous situations, frankly. <laughs> so you would almost want your entire team, if you're the one seed, to be injured for two weeks leading up to it and having their a definite return date uh, laid out there it, it, with, like, a yeah. minor injury than you would want them playing. Uh, and that was right. supposed to be McCaffrey. Like, legitimately, when I found out I got the buy, I was like, this is fantastic. McCaffrey is going to come back for the playoffs. And then he got put on season-ending IR. So that's the, that's the dangerous right. game you play. It right. does Debo come back. And... Yeah, and, and to, to Eric's point that he made earlier, um, it is a groin injury. Groin injuries aren't necessarily a linear thing. It's kind of like with a hamstring where it it, it could still linger. Um, so there is some risk involved um, once Debo does return. However, um, just the depth that my team has. Yeah, I don't have enough another number two receiver in the league but i still have jamar chase i still have the number one and number five running backs um i still have a really really strong receiving core on my bench i still have aj Dillon, who even when aaron jones is healthy can perform like a solid rb2 in this league but see here's what i'm saying is that debo is almost like more sure to play in your game than any of those players Sorry, I, mm-hmm. uh, that's all. You, you, uh, honestly, Jason, the question again comes up to who is your quarterback? And you've right. got like three stones in the pot, <laughs> and it's just going to be which stone can you pull out, and will they be able to be pulled out at the right time? Oh, yeah. And um, if Trey Lance starts, my goodness. I don't think he will, though. I mean, the 40 they're, they're, they're a playoff team right. now. They're right. Playoff. I mean, right. When they were, yeah. they, they were supposed to be, what, like three and eight? As of a couple of weeks, everyone was like, oh, they're going to be three and eight, and it'll be Trey Lance's team. But now all Jimmy Garoppolo does is win, and it's fun mm-hmm. to see. And obviously oh, yeah. unfortunate for your standpoint. But ah, That's all right. It, like like I was saying to you uh, this past weekend, Jackson, for me, like the caliber of quarterbacks that I am starting, even if it is like a Trey Lance type of guy, um, it's basically like an extra kicker for my team. Um, they, they probably aren't going to get me like – 
30 points. Um, could be like 20, but um, kickers can also get like 20 points. So, I mean, yeah, I can. I think I can live without a second kicker. All right. Well, that about does mm-hmm. it for uh, playoff bracket discussion for this week. We will pick it back up next week, certainly, talking about uh, how this is all going to shake out. It's. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be an upset, or I hope there's upsets. Um, so we got something to talk about, but we always finish in this way. You know it. You love it. It's America's favorite segment. What the heck is going on here? Jason, you have the floor. Yep, we were off last week, so we're going to have a bit of a double feature this week. Uh, the first topic is going to be, I guess, a little bit of a de- debate format because Eric feels the need to chime in. It is Eric Anderson. Uh, oh, sorry, last name. But it is Eric, and he is a non-division winner. And he, so, okay, I get out from a very bad movie uh, tonight to see Eric saying that um this should be the only year without a double buy i mean this should be the only year with a double buy and like i get it you didn't have a double buy but like you could have you could have tyler bass is droppable when you're in the position that you were in and you didn't do it you are legitimately the only team in this league who can say that you could have had a division win but you just chose not to because you wanted Tyler Bass on your team. Um, what the heck is going on here? Um, don't knock, uh, don't knock Jacob for getting the number uh, of one seed in your conference. Don't knock other teams for uh, for getting the double by. Uh, yeah, Tyler Bass is is still on your team, um, but you have a ten and two record. And you're a non-division winner, but um, like you heard earlier on the podcast, Eric has so much hubris in his team. Uh, I just don't get it. What the heck is going on here? Uh, and topic number two, it got overlooked a little bit, but veto gate on Sunday. Uh, Rafi and Linnea made a trade of Jimmy Garoppolo for Jamal Williams. Did I think it was, like, the greatest trade in the world? Not really. But um, was it absolutely fair? Sure. Uh, But then Jackson just vetoes it right before the game, uh, basically because it would have hurt his his team's chances this week because he's playing Linnea. I don't know exactly what the heck is going on here, but I I think that... uh, that if people are giving heat to my trades uh, at different points within our league's history, I think that this should at least warrant some discussion, uh, maybe a legal investigation. Um, we could start impeachment proceedings against Jackson as early as this offseason. Uh, what the heck is going on here with that? Now, let me tell you, first off, it was on Thursday, the trade deadline, and oh, yeah. conversations between Rafi and Linnea's team did not begin until 45 minutes prior to kickoff uh, while they were on a voice call. Mind you, on speakerphone, and so now this is completely unsubstantiated. I didn't record anything, but I'm pretty sure, and I could tell you which side said it, if it was Rafi or Linnea, but there was something along the lines of, I will break up with you if you don't do this trade. And that's just not something that I could condone or stand by in this league. Again, uh, I can't prove that either of them said that. I don't know which one of them uh, potentially said it, but uh, that is why there was an immediate wait, veto. Wait, wait. And then Are once I saying, heard that, you have you're saying the basis for your veto, you have no proof of, and you don't even know if it happened. Look, all I'm gonna say is I told them send it through a second time. You can neither confirm nor it. deny the inciting incident for the veto happened. <laughs> you absolute scarecrow. I can only point to the message in the group chat that I sent at the time immediately after the veto, saying that there was an unsubstantiated claim that one of them said supposedly that they would break up with the other one. Again, I don't know which one of them said it. And neither of them reported it to me, but it's unsubstantiated. But that is what was the basis of the immediate veto. Look, all I'm going to say 
is that I was supposed to jump in the shower, but because they were in trade talks, I held out doing that. And so if I would have just gotten in the shower and just not been able to do my duty, I mean, why is it on me? Whoa, 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 to, your duty to, to do what? To, to approve a trade within seven minutes of kickoff. Is that is is that is that in the description? I mean, I, that's what I did. That's so you should you be saying I'm bucks. a good commissioner. I pushed through a trade with seven minutes prior to kickoff. I should be receiving praise for this interaction, <laughs> not scorn. Uh, I cannot believe your your faux moral high ground on this on this uh, inciting incident. I, I just say it happened. All right, it happened. Or it didn't. You can't act upon a thing that didn't happen. Look, all you have to do is look at the tapes. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Well, that's enough shenanigans for this week. Um, thank you for tuning in. And we will catch you next time uh, after the first week of the play-in tournament. Bye.